0: Triton Spotlight. We're talking UC San Diego soccer. With the 2023 season set to get underway, you'll hear from head coaches Kristen Jones and John Pascal. They'll tell us about the new faces on the roster, what they've been working on in training, and so much more. That's all coming up in a moment in this week's Triton Spotlight. And with that, we welcome you to episode 82 of TritonCast. This is the podcast for UC San Diego Athletics. I'm your host Jeff Turiel. Whether you found us on your favorite podcast platform or on UCSDTritons.com, we're so happy that you've joined us this week, and we're excited to get going for another season of UC San Diego Athletics. Before we get to this week's conversations, let's go around campus. Congratulations are in order for the five newest members of the UC San Diego Athletics Hall of Fame. The class of 2023 consists of baseball's Vance Albitz, national champion diver and former Tritoncast guest Adam Bergasser, softball's Amy Meddy. Longtime water polo coach and former Triton cast guest, Denny Harper, and track and field Scott Sargent. Congrats to those five well-deserving new members. They'll be inducted in November as part of Triton Weekend on campus. We've got two new head coaches to introduce you to. Peter Simeone takes over the helm of men's rowing, and Sebastian Bader is our new women's tennis head coach. Congrats to those two. And lastly, our men's and women's basketball teams are in Italy on a foreign tour they will each play three games in the coming week, and you can follow their adventures on social media and on UCSDTritons.com. Now it's on to this week's Triton Spotlight. First up, our conversation with women's soccer head coach Kristen Jones. A 2004 UCSD grad, Jonesy enters her fifth season at the helm of the women's team, which is set to enter its third Division I season. Last week, I had a chance to catch up with her to preview the 2023 season. As we get set for the 2023 season, um, still several days away, but how would you assess where the team is right now versus where you would hope they would be at this point?
1: Yeah, you know, we, um, all credit to the players, Um, their starting point physically was a lot better than where we've been the last couple years, Um, so they came back ready, we challenged them with that over the summer, because we had a lot to work on, and, um, you know, the staff came up with a good training plan for this, um, you know, first couple weeks, and we really wanted to be able to do the things we knew we needed to work on, but that was very dependent on how they came back physically, Um, so they they all did what they needed to do. Um, You know, I don't think any coach is 100% happy with the physical level, but to to their credit, you can tell that a lot of hard work was done this summer. Um, So, you know, we were really organized and Greg and Trent um, put a lot of work into this summer, figuring out what were the boxes we needed to check, um, a lot of new faces. So we had a lot of teaching to do. Um, The players have been very engaged, um, picking up on things very quickly. So, you know, from where we are right now with, you know, a few days left for our opener, I think we're in a really good Good position to now just iron out some of the details, um, but you know a lot of the generic concepts that we needed them to learn quickly—they've they've picked up. So, um, you know, excited for this last exhibition, and I think that um, we're in pretty good shape heading into this opener.
0: I feel like we could ask you this question every year, and we probably do, but uh, your sport in particular, just the nature of first day is August 1st and your first real game is on August 17th, that's obviously not a lot of time. So, how do you approach that as a staff to kind of hit the high level and do as best you can to be ready for the season that comes up so quickly?
1: most of the players I mean most of the responsibility falls on the players like I said um, you know they they have to be able to you know have carry the workload that we're asking of them for these first two weeks the double days um, can be hard you know we try to do a good job of um, with our sports performance unit with the periodization model um, you know to make sure that they're able to give a hundred percent of whatever we're asking of them each day but um, there is a lot to learn but we also rely on a lot of our returners and upperclassmen for for making sure that they Helping bring in the freshmen and the new players along, um, and they've done a great job of that. The on field leadership with that has been tremendous. Um, but I realized, you know, this summer it was really important for us as a staff to be locked in, know exactly the points that we want to drive home, and we've been really aligned with um, not only what we want to teach, but how we want to teach it. And I feel like we've taken a really good approach um, an approach I'm confident with that, that, that the players are able to, to really pick up what we need them to
0: last season, a tough schedule and not as many wins maybe as we would have liked, but as a program, what did you learn?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny, like looking back on it as competitive as we all are, um, the success that this program's had, you know, when you look at the number of wins, obviously that's not where we thought we'd be at the end of the season. But with that said, we had a ton of draws, um, and the new rules last year of, um, no overtime, you know, it really affected most of the teams in the country, but definitely us, you know, for six ties, um, Not to say all of those would have went to become wins, but, um, you know, I look at those as pretty good results too. You know, we had some, we had some good ties this year, um, you know, or this past year, sorry. But, um, you know, I think that it was a great learning opportunity with a lot of players, um, You know that decided to come back for their fifth year a lot of upperclassmen last year that gave it their all um you know left their mark on the program and and since they've left it's really you know created a good opportunity for a lot of other players to step up um which they have and and everybody's got you know that little taste in their mouth from last year and I know the team um, has set some goals that, that hopefully we'll be able to um you know get a little more wins in the in the wins column this
0: year. Now that you've lived it for a year, do you like the new no-overtime rule?
1: Um, The competitive side of me does not. I I think that (laughs) games, you know, win or a loss. Because, I mean, a loss is an opportunity to learn. So um, the win and the loss, you know... To me that's what I would prefer, but from a student athlete perspective, um, you know, our schedule is hard. The amount of minutes that they have to play each week is hard. Your body is almost not even prepared for that, no matter how hard you work. So for them, from an injur- injury prevention standpoint, um, you know, I think that the, that the not getting those overtime minutes um, was really helping keep the, the athletes on the field for longer during the season.
0: As we look ahead to this fall. Uh, you referenced it in your very first answer, a lot of new faces, 11 newcomers on this team. How do you as a coaching staff work to integrate them into the system and how do you help them absorb? I mean, 10 of them are freshmen, so they're new to college. So how do you help them adjust and settle and get used to everything being new?
1: Yeah, you know, we've really trusted our recruiting process. Um, we, we, picked up good soccer players, good people, um, people who will buy into what we try to do culturally. Um, you know, they've, like I said, the upperclassmen and the returners have really done a good job of integrating them. Um, a lot of, you know, we were, we were really focused on rebuilding the culture a little bit this last season um, and it's carried through to this fall. The, the team dynamic is one of the best that I've had um, in my time as head coach, I would say, um, you know, and so I think that that is going to carry them along as quickly as any training or, or anything can do. They're eager. Um, and ultimately, like I said, they're good soccer players. So if we can give them the tools and set them up to succeed and teach them in the right way, um, I, I expect a few of them to be, have a very, very successful season. Um, you know, I also think that we've just had to think about different ways of tweaking our system and playing into some of their strengths because, because they are good enough soccer players that we want to maximize their potential this season.
0: Three captains this year, Kira Fitzgerald and Courtney Hilliard and Kennedy Carter. What do they bring as leaders?
1: What's great is that um, adding Courtney to the mix for captains, I really do feel like we are filling every leadership bucket within the three of them. They have different leadership styles. they have different ways that they approach the team or, or approach individuals um, or approach the coaching staff. You know, they are ultimately the bridge between the team and us uh, as a staff. And, um, you know, I think that there's now like a really good blend um, of leadership styles within them. Um, they're all very approachable. They're all very good soccer players. So they're, um, you know, players on the team that people look up to, but they don't do that with any sense of arrogance. Um, they are one of the team. They're the first ones to go move a goal or pick up bibs or cones for us so they lead by example and i think that's gonna that's gonna go a long way especially with a lot of the the incoming players
0: last year your non-conference schedule is challenging i think it's safe to say that 2023 is as well you go to oregon state so you're playing on the road to pat 12 you're going to Rhode island for two and one of which against brown who if i'm not mistaken a sweet 16 team right they want to and yeah so um not an easy non-conference schedule. Why do you challenge your team so much in the non-conference?
1: Part of it is these teams want to play us. Um, I think that, you know, we've heard a lot throughout the country that people respect our brand of soccer and the identity that we've had these first couple years. And it's almost too good of opportunities to pass up. Um, you know, this is why we went to Division one is to play these schools and to challenge ourselves. Um, you know, I, I think that we've got the team this year to compete with some of these teams that we're going to play. Um, And I I just think that this is the way to prepare. This is the way to prepare us for the Big West. Um, And ultimately, you know, next year when we're playoff eligible, we're going to have the same type of schedule, balancing RPI, but the same type of schedule, because I think that these kinds of games really do prepare you for the challenges that the Big West are going to present.
0: How do those kinds of games come together? I mean, is it literally just relationships and calling people you know and saying, hey, do you have this Sunday open, that kind of thing?
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it it is relationships. Um, You know, Greg does a lot of our scheduling, and he's been in Division I soccer uh, with USD before he came back to us at UCSD. So, um, you know, he had a lot of relationships already. We work a lot of camps and just establish these relationships throughout the country. Um, And it's just, yeah, if it happens to align, it's a big puzzle. Scheduling is one of the (laughs) most it's it's fun to do because you get excited about what's coming up but it is one of the hardest parts of the job um and especially once we have to factor in rpi it's going to become even harder but uh yeah it's just basically what works for people and and we we think about the style the game's going to be um you know not if it suits us or doesn't suit us but is it going to be an enjoyable game for us for the team for the fans um and i think we've put together a pretty good one this year
0: Big West play, you've gone through it now twice, how do you assess? How you think the league will shape up again this year?
1: I think it's going to be a good year for them. The transfer portal has changed everything, um, so it's hard to really have a clear expectation of what a team's going to look like. Um, But, you know, I think that that what's just been so exciting since we've gotten the Big West and even looking to the future is is every single team at the beginning of the season has a chance um, to win the regular season or for sure advance to the tournament. Um, So, you know, that's an exciting position to be in Um, you know every game is challenging there's not a game that you'll walk in and be like ah that's an easy three points and not to say that's how it was in the CCA but we knew that if we played kind of our style of soccer that most games were going to to result in a win and now I mean every game from top to bottom standings don't really matter as the Big West starts because every game can present you a new challenge um, and uh, everybody's at a good level and I I don't see this season being any different Um, you know I know that a few players or a few teams got some of um big players in the transfer portal. Plus I know a few teams that, um, just the incoming class that they had period. So I expect the level of the Big West to be quite high this year.
0: And lastly, you mentioned the transition. So this is year four for the department. So one season from now, I know. So one season from now, Big West tournament, NCAA tournament eligible. This year, of course, not the case. So how would you define a successful year in 2023?
1: Yeah, we've talked a lot as a team. Um, you know, I think that for us, for the Big West, I think that it's important to position ourselves to be eligible for the tournament this year. Um, I think, you know, let's let's allow that seventh team to feel good and to, to like us a little bit for giving <laughs> them the path in. But, um, you know, I think that the team, um, like we're aligned with the team. We think it's a very reasonable, Goal. Um, you know, we have some big goals within the team that I'm not gonna not gonna go into in detail. But um, I think that I think that for the most part, if we can at the end of the season be eligible for the Big West Tournament, and we can then just solidify that spot for us moving forward. There's never, you know, the, the ambition of the program is that there should not be a year where we are not in the Big West Tournament, especially now with the expansion going to six teams. Um, so that is our goal, and and this year, I think that's important important to, to identify ourselves as one of the teams that the conference can, can almost assure that we're going to be in each year.
0: Thanks for the time. Good luck this year. Thank you, Jeff. The Tritons open their season Thursday night at Pacific before the home opener takes place Sunday afternoon against Sacred Heart. All of this season's home matches can be seen on ESPN+. Next up, the Triton spotlight turns to men's soccer, where 16th year head coach John Pascal looks towards what lies ahead. The voice of UCSD men's soccer, Taylor Quellman, caught up with Coach Pascal to preview the season at last week's Media Day.
2: All right, Coach, thank you so much for joining us here. A couple questions leading into this season. Um, what has what the overall mood been around the program this offseason, kind of throughout training and throughout the offseason? season.
3: Well, you know, this it's a new team this year. We brought in 11 new faces, right? That's roughly a third of the team. So uh, these first few days, it's been really exciting getting to learn the new guys, the new personalities, what they bring on and off the field. Uh, it's a really kind of strong value in our program to – Uh, like include and integrate the new guys right away and make them feel kind of supported and welcome and part of the group. I always feel like they'll perform better when they when they feel like that. Um, So there is a bit of like excitement and this great combination of, hey, let's build on what we've done and who we are. And with with bringing in kind of new faces, kind of new ideas and new talent and trying to merge the two. So uh, there looks to be a ton of potential, but still such a long way to go to to kind of put it all together. Speaking on building,
2: you guys jumped immensely from year one to year two. How do you kind of keep growing and what kind of things are you focusing on this year to make a jump again now into year three?
3: It's a great question and, and I say the team quite a bit you know history leaves clues and uh, you could look back and really try to identify some of the things that that went well and maybe some of the things we need to do to do a bit better um, I think some of the highlights from last year that we would like to kind of improve on and 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 maintain to be honest with you is is kind of certainly that goals against uh, average we were we were top in the big west Um, with only giving up 18 goals all year. That's something that needs to be part of our DNA and who we are and what we do. Um, And I think this year, you know, we feel like we left some goals on the table last year. Um, We could have scored more than we did. and, And I think the, you know, set pieces is a big area for us where, look, if we were just a little bit better and we're able to generate... Uh, a handful of goals, not even a lot of goals, a handful of goals, offset pieces last year. Uh, It it puts us top of the, you know, in the top couple teams of the conference and changes the record significantly.
2: When you talk about goal scoring, and obviously goal scoring is always gonna be a big conversation for any coach coming into the season, but with your team being so strong defensively and so good inside their game and inside their shape, how do you kind of encourage you guys to get forward without losing yourself?
3: It's a great question. Uh, Again, and we put a lot, we we talk a lot about the transition moments, right? So making sure that we are really good in that moment when the ball turns over, whether that's us winning it and breaking into our attacks, or the ball, us losing the ball and having to kind of reorganize and get back into our shape quickly. We feel when we are good in those moments, um, we get a a big edge over the other team and are able to capitalize in in those kind of areas.
2: Going into this season, obviously lost a lot of senior leadership from last year. Um, Has anybody stood out, or what are you guys looking at in terms of kind of regaining that leadership strength that you had?
3: Yeah, we had an amazing group of seniors last year that uh – that were tremendous for the team in, in leading us through the season and, and in the offseason beforehand. Um, so it's a different it's a different feel this year. It's a different uh, team without those guys. Uh, I thought last year, you know, we, you could point really quickly to Noah Sonnestein and Nick Cerrito. Um, and not to mention all the seniors were, were good leaders last year, but those two guys um, were two of the best leaders I've ever had here in my time at this program. And... Um, It will not be just two guys that kind of lead this year. You know, we we have a really strong core of guys returning that have now been in the program for a few years that learned, I think, quite a bit from Nick and Noah um, and is now their turn to lead. You know, the thing with Nick and Noah is that they they had the opportunity to learn and grow, and that paid off last season. So these guys have been um, kind of taking the reins of the team uh, since the departure of Nick and Noah, and, and again have been doing have been doing a great job. But it's a little bit more strength in numbers um, than it was last year. So we, like I said, we have a good core of guys, and look, you have guys like Adam Walker, Nick Shore, and Alessandro Allen that have been in the program for five years now, um, that are essentially extensions of the coaching staff. Um, which is really important because you need your leaders to be um, a voice and an advocate for the coaches and the players. So um, having having the familiarity with those guys and those guys knowing us as well as they do now, we feel like we feel pretty good about the communication uh, within the team.
2: Depth was a big proponent for you guys last year. Is there anybody that maybe didn't get the playing time last year that you will see or ask more of stepping into a higher role this year?
3: Yeah, um, we have a couple of the freshmen last year that redshirted um, who we are looking to play big to, big to play big minutes for us this year, and, and they've looked good so far. Um, and there are a couple other returners that are really, you know, have gotten off to a good start this preseason that have made a really strong case for themselves. I will say the competition for spots within the team is as strong as it's ever been. Um, we were able to have an inter-squad scrimmage yesterday, and I thought it was a really high level for both teams, um, and it's all a half of one team kind of getting at the other, and then second half the other team was able to kind of take it to, to, the first, you know, to the the first wave of guys that had some success in that scrimmage. So it, the coaching staff has been in the office, kind of having the conversations and the debates, and talking about all the guys that are making cases for themselves. Uh, we have these two scrimmages coming up that I think are going to tell us a lot. Um, and we're looking forward to seeing those guys up against another team and see how we compare and see how we do.
2: Are there any new faces that have now come into the program that look to play a vital part for you guys this season?
3: All of them are doing well, and we're really excited about the group. Um, you know, it's 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 really changed quite a bit in recruiting. It's become a little more transfer-heavy, and we've had a lot of success with the transfers. I think you, you can first look to them. We have um, – five transfers um, that all played big parts of their team last year um, that we are we are excited about and are seasoned and, and are experienced uh, and then a really exciting kind of core of freshmen that no doubt in my mind are going to be <clears throat> the backbone of this program in the future um, and those guys are really learning Um, the system and learning just a lot about college soccer because it's very different than than what they're used to with the youth stuff so um, we feel really good about the guys that we've brought in here and and I think I think this it'll play out and and the season will will be really interesting to see who steps up and who performs well and who does well I, I am confident that we have a group of guys that will new guys that
2: will do that. Looking at now the schedule, are there any non-conference games? Of course, a lot of learning opportunities always in non-conference games before you get into the grind of the Big West. Are there any non-conference games that you really look at your team to be like, this is a game that we can learn a lot about ourselves. This is an opponent that will be tough for us.
3: Oh, they're all tough. They're all tough, and we're going to learn so much uh, in each one of them. And similar to last year, I thought last year's non-conference schedule was really challenging, and this year's really similar Um you know, the opener against Pacific, that game last year was such an intense battle, uh, and it was really a tale of two halves, and and they were, they were a fantastic team, I thought, and I know they didn't have the season that they wanted, and, and I have full confidence that they will kind of have recovered from that and have an edge looking to prove themselves. So that opener, I think, is going to be a real war. Um, And then it doesn't get any easier after that. You know, San Jose State, I think, was a 10-win team last year. Uh, We saw Gonzaga and how good they were against us. Certainly going to Denver and Air Force, two of the toughest places to play in the country and really Good teams that are well coached, um, and certainly a local rival. Probably at USD is exciting. They had they had a great season last year, winning their conference, and get in the State tournament. And they returned certainly you know the core of that team. So. We we are confident that by the time um, by the time our conference rolls around, we'll have been pretty well battle tested and, and be prepared to take on the teams in the Big West. All right, last question before you. Finish the sentence.
2: The twenty twenty three season will be a success if we.
3: That is a great question. Uh, the, just as one sentence. You can you, you can go as long as you want. We make the most of every single day and every single opportunity we have together on the field to improve and get better. All right, Coach. Appreciate it and good luck this season.
0: Thanks so much, Taylor. The Tritons open their season August 24th against Pacific and August 26th against San Jose State. Both of those matches are at home where admission is free and they'll both air live on ESPN Plus. You won't want to miss an all new episode of Triton Cast next week. Coming up on episode 83... Our fall preview extravaganza continues as we look at the women's volleyball and men's water polo teams. Well, thanks for listening to this week's show. And don't forget, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast platforms by searching TritonCast wherever you get your pods. And a reminder, you can listen to any of our 82 episodes anytime you want on demand. Just visit UCSDTritons.com podcasts. For more on TritonCast, follow us on Twitter at TritonCast. And if you have a suggestion for a future guest, you can send us a tweet or email us at TritonCast at UCSD.edu. We'll see you back here next week. You've been listening to TritonCast. TritonCast is a production of UC San Diego Athletics Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your platform of choice. If you have show questions or comments or suggestions for future guests, email us at tritoncast at ucsd.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Tritoncast.